Hello, and welcome to the series "Making Stewardship a Way of Life." This is episode nine, titled "Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread." Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of Saint Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the director of communications and stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program at Saint Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years. The program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace, and practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. Last episode, we were talking about giving our first and our best to God in treasure. Another aspect of treasure is to look at give us this day our daily bread. Now that's moving from treasure back to trust. How do we trust that God really will give us what we really need? Well, if you go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we realize that in the Lord's Prayer. We are told that God will give us our day, our daily bread. Now that's the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, if you look at it carefully, there's four sections, and the fourth section is all on prayer. That prayer of the fourth section of the Catechism then breaks the Lord's Prayer up into seven petitions. This is the fourth of the seven petitions, and in this fourth petition, you find the rich spirituality and theology of stewardship that our church offers. In saying that God will give us this day, that means every day it reminds us of the gift of time, that the day, the time that we live, and the time that we will continue to live, God will provide us. He will give us daily bread. That means each day God will provide for us, and bread becomes a symbol of sustenance, of nourishment. It's what we need to live on physically. That's just one of the layers. The other layers is bread can represent that it's also all the material. And temporal, material things that we need to live on. He'll give us a house. He'll give us a car. He'll give us clothing. He'll give us shelter. He'll give us good weather. He'll give us an environment in which we can earn our living. All of those qualities that you'll find in society is God giving us this bread to live on. As we continue to expand this idea that we can trust God to give us everything that we need. The church asks us to look even deeper at the word and meaning of bread. Of course, that would lead us to the Eucharist. Giving us this day our daily bread is daily communion. It's the communion that we receive that God gives us to feed our souls. And as God feeds our souls, we grow in our understanding of what it is to be a good steward. One of the natural consequences. Of being thankful for what we have is to give a gift back to God in thanksgiving for what we have done. That tithe puts us in solidarity with the poor. What? Well, the Catechism does. If you read the Catechism, it has a reflection upon giving us our daily bread and asks us to reflect upon a parable that Jesus talked about in his ministry. 
It's the story of Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man dined each day, while at the same time there was Lazarus sitting at the gates of the rich man, longing to eat even the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. The rich man died, and the poor man also died. And when the poor man died, he was in the bosom of Abraham. And as he looked across this large chasm, there was the rich man being tormented by flames. And the rich man cries out to Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip his finger in the water to refresh me. And Father Abraham says, no, Lazarus can't cross over to you and nor you to us. And then he begs him to uh, send it to his sons so that they won't be in torment. And then Jesus gives a prophecy about his own resurrection. If they won't believe Abraham and the prophets, they won't believe even if somebody rose from the dead. This story, this parable being told by the church in the catechism, in the Lord's Prayer, as we pray this at Mass, should remind us that the bread that is given to Lazarus is being given by God to Lazarus every day. The problem is, Lazarus did not get the bread that was given to him through the rich man. The rich man received the bread and ate it all for himself. He didn't take the tenth portion off the bread and give it to Lazarus as he was supposed to. God does give daily bread to the poor. The problem is they don't get it. The rich rob it from them. And so when we don't tithe, it is a reminder to us that we're robbing the poor. And this is the sustenance that God gives as part of his promise in the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer. And if we want that prayer to come true, to be prophetic, then we have to act out on our part to be in solidarity with the poor by remembering to tithe. When we see ourselves tithing, then when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and we're calling to mind that parable of Lazarus and the rich man, then you can say, oh God, let Lazarus get his daily bread today as I bring my gift to you today. And in time, that's what happens. The tithe of the tithe from the church will then go to agencies that feed the poor, and your gift actually went to go feed Lazarus. He didn't have to long for the scraps that came off the rich man's table. He got the first and the best, as did the rich man. Both received their daily bread from our divine Lord. As God the Father provides good things for us to live on, give us this day our daily bread, is then brought to fulfillment as we meditate on our moral role in living out that parable of Lazarus and the rich man in stewardship spirituality. As we continue to look at the Lord's Prayer, we start to put this into larger context. This day, our give us this day, our daily bread, is a constant reminder that we too become bread for other people. And so we put it into action that we don't have to worry about necessarily all the time of the poor somewhere else. We look at how we become the bread that we've received. When we here give us this day our daily bread, we are that bread that daily 
comes into the life of other people that becomes the voice and the action of our God in our midst. When we can do that, then it brings it into fuller prophecy is brought to fulfillment in the way we act by living out the Lord's Prayer. That idea, the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, I have found is a great meditation during Mass, especially in preparation to receive communion, that I will become what I receive. I, too, become the body of Christ, the hands and feet of our Lord in the world today, ready to to feed those that are in need of knowing more about the love of God in life. A good question to ask is, Father Andrew, how much should I give to God? Now, the portion that we should give to God is up to each person to decide how much and how often that we're giving. But that we must give is an important idea that we have to eventually come to grips with. A lot of people think that charity is optional and that, uh, you know, that I'll give when I feel like I need to or if they need it. But charity and love are the same word. Faith, hope, love. Faith, hope, charity. Most people understand that love is a requirement of the Christian. But when you pass that collection basket around, everybody thinks that charity is optional. It isn't optional. How much you give and how often you give, that's up to you. So when you ask what the portion is, that portion eventually, I would hope, should be a tithe. 10% is the portion. I didn't make that up. That's what the Bible gives us. It's what God has presented to us. And how do you give that 10% over time, over a year's time, is up to you. Some people give it regularly. Some people give 10% every week. And they slowly build and build and build. By the end of the year, they've now given 10%. Some people give periodically. Some people give monthly. Now, there are many people who are businessmen and people who run different kind of professions, such as realtors. And they don't know what their income is going to be. Farmers are like that many times. They wait until they sell a house or they wait until the crop is in. And then they make their gift back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. That portion, we would hope that people would grow in their love and knowledge of God so that they too would give eventually a tenth portion back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. When we realize that that portion should be seen as a gift, we then understand that we would want to give more than 10%. And that's the invitation that I have found for people that I call them over-tithing. And when people over-tithe, they're giving more than they give their 10%. Now, this doesn't happen to everybody, but I can tell you this much. There are some people that are so blessed by God that they keep trying to outgive God that there are people that I have heard that become reverse tithers. They live on the 10% and give the 90% away. There are people who really live like that. They say they cannot outdo God in generosity, and God has blessed them so much. And instead of looking at everything as a way to expand their lifestyle— They kept their lifestyle exactly the same that it was and kept putting all their benefits back to God as a gift. They would eventually uh, become a reverse tither. 
So if you're tithing for the first time or you're going to grow in your giving, make sure that what you give is your first and your best. Thank you, Father Andrew. You've been listening to the series Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 9, with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. Please join us for Episode 10 of Making Stewardship a Way of Life.